last. The Constitution is finished. But if a super-duper big tragedy happens, this entire document goes out the window. Said no founding father ever. The Kate Daly Show starts now. We would never have had a Federal Reserve System because the scam would have been exposed from the beginning. Let's find out why the government is in this partnership, and then we'll find out why the banking cartel is in it. It starts with the government side of the partnership. It starts in Congress, when Congress is spending money far and beyond what it takes in in taxes. How can Congress spend more money than its income in taxes? Basically what happens is the Congress goes down to the Treasury and asks for, let's say, it's a billion dollars more that they need this day. And the Treasury official says, you guys got to be kidding. We don't have any money here. You spent it all long ago. Everything we've taken in taxes is long spent. And Congress says, well, we kind of figured that was the case, but we thought somebody might have dropped by and left some money. They said, we know what we'll do. We'll borrow the rest of it. So they go down the street to the printing office. Now, notice they're not going to print money. They're going to print certificates, nice, big, fancy certificates with borders on the corner and an eagle at the top and a seal at the bottom, and it'll say United States Treasury bond or note or bill, depending on the length of maturity. And it's so impressive, it almost looks like money. But if you hold it up the light, it really says I-O-U. That's all they are. And so Congress takes it, and it wants the public to step forward and loan them money in exchange for the IOUs. Sometimes that's called buying bonds. No, you're not buying anything. You're loaning money to the government and getting an IOU in return. And a lot of people in the private sector and institutions are anxious to loan money to the government. Why? Because they have heard that it's the best investment you can possibly make, the most secure investment, because it is backed by the full faith and credit of the United States government. (laughs) The real price of these items hasn't changed in thousands of years when expressed in terms of real money. But when expressed in terms of these things we carry around, we call them dollars, they're not. They're really Federal Reserve notes. They buy less and less and less because they keep creating more and more and more of them and they dilute the economic scheme. Economic Soup. That was uh, G. Edward Griffin giving a talk years ago on his book, The Creature of Jekyll Island. We are so happy to have that author with us right now, G. Edward Griffin. Welcome to the show. I cannot be happier uh, to have a guest on the show as you. I am so excited to have you. Well, thank you. It was a kind of a step back in time to hear those words. That goes way, way, way back. Doesn't but it, though? So true today. Yes. Yes. And you wrote the book on it, which I absolutely love. And and by the way, if you are not aware of G. Edward Griffin, you've probably been living in a cave because he is a lifelong patriot. And let me tell you, a writer, documentary film producer, many successful titles listed in the who's who in America, well known because of his talent for researching difficult topics, presenting them in clear terms. And he has dealt with diverse subjects such as, uh, oh my gosh, everything from the Federal Reserve System to our education system. Your interviews with Norman Dodd, amazing, by the way. And of course, uh, you name it. I think, you know, even even the interview with the um, Russian spy about the stages of communism being implemented and international banking and terrorism and the history of taxation and foreign policy, uh, Supreme Court, United Nations, IMF. I think you've covered everything. Do you? Well, that's what I think that's the case. But every morning when I wake up and open up my newspaper, I think, oh, my gosh, here's something else I didn't know anything about. It just goes on and on. Oh, I love it. You know, that the writing of The Creature of Jekyll Island, when you embarked on that, did you realize it would become the book it became for people, the eye-opening expose at the time? Oh, no, no, not even close. Mm. That's it. That's an amazing uh, question because when I when I wrote that book, I had no idea yeah. when I started to write that book. I should say I had no idea what I was getting into. I thought I was just going to write something on uh, you know the cause of inflation, something right. like that. And it, it, the beginning, had I known what lay ahead, I would never have dared to travel that 
that. I bet. So far beyond my my knowledge base and beyond my aptitude, I thought. And, you know, I thought, oh, no, no, not yeah. at all. So what I thought, I'd write this. Uh, first, I thought I would just give some speeches on it, mm-hmm. you know. I'd like to go around and give speeches and, and, and raise the rabble and uh, sure. have a little fun with uh, information and try and see if anybody else out there has that crusader gene like mm-hmm. I do mm-hmm. and, and so forth. But then it got, I kept learning and learning. As you say, you, you keep, well, as I said, and we all know, we learn every day. And uh, the deeper I got into it, the more I realized that there was another door to open. Mm-hmm. Right. Open up that door, and there were three more doors beyond that. And so that's how it happened. It took about seven years, at, at least, to mm-hmm. travel that path of starting from zero to the point where I <clears throat> thought I would dare uh, stick my head up out of the hole and say, hey, here's my book, <laughs> you know? And, exactly. Uh, so, no, I had no idea, and I thought even then that nobody would read it. It's a big, thick book, as you know. It's 600 yes. pages. And I thought, well, it maybe at least make a good doorstop for somebody. <laughs> You're and, so humble. Uh, I love the it. The idea that anybody mm-hmm. would actually want to read that book more than just a few academics or mm-hmm. a few patriots or people interested in banking right. never crossed my mind. Right. You know, I, if you were to write uh, the, the sequel, would you, would you include Bitcoin? Would you include where we're at today with what's going on with the trillions they just passed and are writing and adding zeros? Would you, what would you include in a sequel? Well, that's it exactly. I don't know that it would be a sequel. Mm. You know, it's in its fifth edition now, and I think it's, oh, I've forgotten the number of printings, but it's quite high. Yes. I'm just going to make a stab at it, 80-some printings. Wow. And every time we reprint it, we, you know, update it a little bit. Sure. But on the editions, the five editions, each one of those represent a major addition uh, um, of um, some new material. Mm-hmm. Something happened in the economy. Uh, the last time was when, you know, the 2008 meltdown and so forth and all the bailouts. Mm-hmm. So I've been collecting material feverishly lately for the next edition. I don't think it'll be a sequel, but it'll be an addition to what we've done so far. And of course, that is when the when the House of Cards really collapses and the plunge is made mm-hmm. toward cryptocurrencies, supposedly as a great solution to the problem. And uh, the, fan, well, the mm-hmm. insanity that we see right before our eyes today where the Federal sure. Reserve and their their partners in Congress are creating money by the trillions, trillions of dollars, like bing, bing, another trillion here. Oh, how many trillions do you want, sir? You know, it's just like they have an empty bank account. The brains are not connected up to, to reality. Yeah. And so all of this, we know anybody, any child could see Mm -hmm. that you can't keep pumping air into a balloon until finally the balloon goes pop. So that's coming. And when it happens, then that'll not be a sequel, but it'll be a major revision in the creature from Jekyll Island. Sure. And uh, Uncle Milty, did you want to? Question? Uh, well, I, I actually, I don't mean to change the subject, but 30 years before this book, uh-huh. you wrote a book titled The Fearful Master, A Second Look at the United Nations. Very difficult to get. There's a collector's yes. version online for $500. I would love to hear what you had to say in 1964 about the United Nations compared to what's going on today. Yes. Uh, Well, let me think about that for a second. (laughs) I think everything I said in 1964, I would say again today, Mm -hmm. uh, with one one exception. It's not that I would correct anything or have to change anything, Mm. because it's all true. In fact, it's more true now than it was even then, because we can... We can look in hindsight and see that uh, the trajectories that I laid out in that book of uh, where we were headed, mm-hmm. we passed those points already. Wow. So uh, everything that was in that book as a future projection or conjecture mm-hmm. has already passed. So it, it has stood the test of time. But, uh, but now uh, there was one thing that I would add. Mm-hmm. And I wish I had the time to do it. Hopefully I will. Mm-hmm. And that is that at the time I wrote that book, this was in the 60s, remind. Mm-hmm. Sure. Must be reminded. We weren't really thinking about any problem in the United States. Well, we were the gold standard, right, for freedom and liberty and sanity. And it was all those, those, bad, those bad communists from overseas and from Russia and China. And uh, they were infiltrating our system. And the, the, all of the world was going communist. And if we don't stand... A firm why America might go communist someday and so forth. So I was looking totally on, you know, like the external threat, this foreign ideology, mm-hmm. as this thing that might infect us from outside. And now, of course, in retrospect, I realize that the these people who were bringing this about 
in the United States, in bringing the United Nations to fruition, the people who drafted the charter, the people who were in the State Department and in the White House that promoted the United Nations, they were, many of them, as I pointed out, uh, communists. And yep. this was not conjecture. It was known. It was a matter of record. But I didn't realize they were also part of another group, which hmm. didn't have a name. Now we we know what it's what it is, it's, I call it the Rhodesians, because it, it relates to a secret society hmm. that was created by uh, Rhodes, Cecil Rhodes. Yep. And he left his huge fortune, um, billions of dollars, or British pounds in that case, to finance the development of a, of a secret organization to bring about world government and the whole thing. I didn't know anything about that. And if anybody had told me, I would have thought, no, 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 it couldn't be. Because, look, I've been studying this all this time. I would have known about it. I didn't know anything about that. Then. So I would have to point out that we have in this country at that time even something <laughs> called the Council on Foreign Relations. Mm-hmm. Yep. And some of those people were communists, and many of them were anti-communists. It made no difference because they believed the same. <clears throat> Their goal was collectivism. It wasn't communism or socialism or fascism or Nazism or all of those other silly words that we put on to something fundamentally the same underneath. If you peel off the labels of all of those things, you come to something called collectivism. That's what mm-hmm. they all are. Yep. But there were different varieties of it, and they were struggling against each other for dominance. They, they didn't disagree with each other on anything except who was going to be the top kingpin. That was it. And they were fighting wars over that, not over ideology yeah. or beliefs or anything. Mm-hmm. It was over territory and dominance. Well, I didn't see that part of the picture then. So, mm-hmm. yeah, if I ever have a chance to add something to the, uh, to the fearful master, mm-hmm. second look at the United Nations, I might call it the third look at the United <laughs> Nations. And uh, that's, that's exactly what I would add, because with that, we yeah. we really begin to see the truth. Yeah. yeah. And when you're talking Rhodes, Rhodes Scholar comes to mind? Well, that was part of, yeah, that's yeah. what Rhodes left a big chunk of his will uh-huh. to finance the Rhodes Scholarship yep. as a recruiting device for yep. this secret organization. Well, Pete Buttigieg, that, uh, he was actually a Rhodes Scholar <laughs> that went running for president. Isn't that kind of interesting? You've got all these people that sort of crop up in government well, that are well, part of that them like, like Bill, uh, Bill Clinton, for yes. example. You know, that, the yes. Rhodes Scholarship is much more than just scholarship. It's, it's political, highly yes. political. Yes, yes, yes. And what a group it is. We're going to head off to a break. I want to come back and ask you about the economy, COVID. I want to ask you about uh, what's going on right now as we predicted, you know, the bubble would pop someday. Is it popping right now without a lot of people realizing it? I'd love to get your take on that. I'd love to get your take on on all kinds of things when we come back. More with G. Edward Griffin, the, the author of Creature of Jekyll Island. Oh, my gosh. So happy to have you. Be right back on The Kate Daly Show. Balance of Nature, changing the world one life at a time. Balance of Nature, no question. Your product's a great product. I mean, it's it's very, very good. I own a couple of businesses, so I'm on the go a lot. There's no doubt that the energy level increased. And again, your product is very, very good. I couldn't live without it. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for the information. And we talked to Dr. Howard, give him my best, and tell him he's got a great, great product. Don't wait to see what getting over 10 servings of whole fruits and vegetables every day can do for you. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Start your journey to better health today by calling 1-800-2468-751 or by going to balanceofnature.com. Again, that's balanceofnature.com. And make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code CANYON. Nothing is more exciting than getting a new hot tub or swim spot. But did you know all the benefits to owning your own hot tub or pool? There's a multitude of reasons and options. Possible weight loss, getting in shape, cardiovascular health, or just improving your overall health. That's why Absolute Comfort Spa and Pool will make it quick, easy, and affordable for you to purchase your own swim spot or hot tub. Learn more today and improve your health at Absolute Comfort Spa and Pool, voted number one best of Southern Utah. 
During these uncertain times, Air Care Professionals is taking extra precautions to protect you and their employees. They're open and here to serve if you need them. Right now is a great time while you're home and not using your system as much to tune up or replace your AC system. And get up to $1,500 off a new system and 0% equipment financing options up to 60 months OAC. Air Care Professionals and Bryant are doing whatever it takes to earn your business. Call Air Care Professionals today, 628-2423 or online at aircarepros.com. Canyon Media and St. George News are helping local restaurants and their employees with stgeorgedining.com. This gives you access to the best in local cuisine, curbside or delivered. Get a great meal right now from Morty's Cafe on St. George Boulevard or Wood Ash Rye in historic downtown St. George. If you're a local restaurant and want to get involved, just go to stgeorgedining.com. Log on right now, stgeorgedining.com. That's stgeorgedining.com from Canyon Media and St. George News. Here for you. Let's take a quick quiz. Would you pay for a product that you could get for 40 to 60% less? Obviously, the answer is no. That's why Wayne and Deb started St. George Ink and Toner. They're saving you 40 to 60% on average by refilling your ink and toner printer cartridges. And at St. George Ink and Toner, they offer an outstanding warranty on all of their products. So stop in today and save money on your ink and toner printer cartridges at St. George Ink and Toner, 42 South River Road, next to TJ Maxx and Planet fitness. Are you tired of exposing your retirement to stock market risk? Are you tired of paying high fees and commission even when you lose your money? How would you like to participate in stock market gains but never stock market losses? Lyle Boss specializes in safe money accounts with guarantee of principal, guaranteed growth, and income you can never outlive. Safe money accounts can provide bonuses of up to 20%, participation in stock market gains, and minimum guaranteed growth of up to 7.5% for up to 20 years with a guaranteed lifetime income you can never outlive. Join Lyle Boss for the Safe Money Radio Show on KZNU every Friday at 5 to 6 p.m. drive time. You can also call Lyle Boss now for your free customized safe money information kit and a 115-page safe money book. Call 1-855-355-SAFE. That's 855-355-7233. What worries you the most about retiring? Right now, for many, it's the volatility of the market. Abe Ashton is here to be a resource for Southern Utah. Tuesday afternoons at 5 on St. George News Radio 93.1 FM and 1450 KZNU and at ashtonwealth.com. Listen to Perfect Health Ideas with Jacqueline Doan RN every Thursday at 5 p.m. Learn how to generate your own young stem cells with no injections, no drugs, and no chemicals for better health and longevity. Thursdays at 5 p.m. on St. George News Radio, KZNU. Hey, this is Steve with Garage Doors Only. Did you know that each year over 10,000 people are hurt or injured attempting to repair their own garage door? At Garage Doors Only, our team of professionals can safely repair or replace your garage door or motor. Our business is family-owned and operated, and we service all of southern Utah and the Mesquite area. Don't be a statistic. Call the professionals at Garage Doors Only, 435-868-1200. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. KateDallyRadio.com for all the podcasts. These are the recorded versions of this live on the dial show right now that you're listening to. And you can get these and share these. Especially, I've got uh, Uncle Milty with me. I've got the uh, the great G. Edward Griffin with us, uh, visiting with us today. What a treat this is. Because let me tell you, a lifelong patriot that I truly respect. And, and one of my heroes, uh, G. Edward Griffin, exposing the Federal Reserve with the book The Creature from Jekyll Island. I love how you say in one of your 
uh, talks that you thought people would walk by and think it was a sequel to Jurassic Park <laughs> when they saw the title. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love the title. I think the title is so catchy and I think it's great and it really makes us understand what a creature it was because I think what people don't realize is it's the same, same central banking system we've had since the 16th century, but they had to change the name of it to be able to put it through in America where we didn't think any kind of central banking was going to really take place. And that's because as we started to move westward, as you explain, new little banks started to crop up and they wanted to limit their competition and keep most of the business there in New York. Very interesting, which I love that you describe this to people because people don't understand that we were hijacked by a group of people who still to this day, you know, the stories denied that they met on Jekyll Island to create their central bank. But at the same time, there's placards in the room identifying it as the creator of the of the Federal Reserve System, which is our central bank. Yeah, well, the evidence is there if people look for it. But, you know, we're living in a world today where perception is king. Mm-hmm. It's not reality, it's perception. Yeah. And uh, so if they can hide the evidence or prevent you from seeing it in any way, or to question it or to think it's not real, then it doesn't really make any difference. So people can be, they can be told anything. And if, if it comes from a source that they respect, mm-hmm. and that usually means uh, authority, mm-hmm. anybody with a, with a title after his name, some kind of a designation, especially if it's a political designation like mayor or governor Mm -hmm. or congressman or something like that. But even things like professor and doctor, you know, those go a long way to impress people that whoever's uh, speaking, if they have have some initials after their name or some descriptive, what they, they must know what they're talking about. And so people have been trained, I think, in school. I certainly was when I mm-hmm. went through the public school. We've been trained to uh, to honor and respect authority, authority, that, as though that was some kind of a virtue. Yeah. You know, you've got to be a team player. Right. You've got to go along. You don't want to make waves. Mm-hmm. All of this, this concept centers around following authority. Mm. And I, I just thought that was great. That was part of our tradition. And yeah, it made a lot of sense. You can't win a war unless you have a general and some lieutenants and mm-hmm. sergeants and so forth and all that. So I never questioned how that concept could be used to condition the attitudes of people so that they didn't see reality. They, their perceptions were became gradually a substitute for reality. Mm-hmm. And their perceptions were probably not very, very healthy for them. And True. we were talking a moment ago about this coronavirus thing. Yes. You can't find a better example of perceptions out, outweighing reality. And that's all because of the information that's coming from supposed authority. So true. And the um, I call it the ad firm, but the media is the ad firm for the government. And so you've got a you've got a very, very powerful weapon and that weapons being waged in in light of having the exact same story across the nation within seconds. And nobody has a differing thought. It's been pretty amazing to watch. And 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 I'd love to get your thoughts on um, on is are we are we being distracted with covid because of, of maybe things going on with the Federal Reserve right now? What is your take on that and the liberty grab that's going on? That is a question that I don't think can be answered very quickly. Um, First Mm -hmm. of all, yes, we're being distracted, uh, in my view, Mm -hmm. but it's not just being distracted. We're being conditioned, Mm -hmm. and I think it's the conditioning that maybe is the most serious part. Yes, we're being distracted. For example, we were talking a moment ago of the economy. Mm -hmm. Well, that bubble is is uh, long overdue to burst. In fact, it's already had a couple of cracks, and uh, it's in the process now, I believe. But if, if, it's, if it cracks and the authorities tell us, no, no, the economy's not, uh, didn't crash, that, that isn't what you heard. You heard a meteor fall on the ground. <laughs> sure. look, here, see, look, television, there's a hole on the ground. That's the right, meteor. Right. That's what you heard. Yeah. And if everybody, if all the authorities say, oh, that sound was not the economy crashing. Right. Well, everybody, oh, oh, I see. The economy is fine. And even though people are now living under bridges and they're they're all in line for welfare and they can't feed themselves and uh, and you know nobody has a job. Mm-hmm. Oh, the economy is fine. Well, the perception goes a long way in a society where we have mass communications like we do now. Mm-hmm. So it reminds me of of the good old days, as they say, back in the fifties and sixties after World War II, when we were in the middle of the Cold War. 
And uh, everybody said, well, the Soviets, the Soviets, they were really bad. And, and, of course, they were. I mean, there was no question about that. The trouble is we didn't really realize that we were building that same system here. Right. In the name of fighting communism, we were building communism <laughs> on, yeah. under a different name. <laughs> that, that never crossed our mind. But anyway, b- back to the, to the illusions, back in the days of the Soviet Union, they always had these five-year plans. If mm-hmm. you remember, well, the production is uh, it's up 7% uh, mm-hmm. this year, and that's good. It's right on target. And uh, next year at this time, it'll be 12%. And then the passage of time goes by, and there's next year, yep, we met our goals of 12%, and next year it's going to be another 13%. Everything is wonderful. Meanwhile, people are starving, Mm -hmm. and they they knew deep in their hearts that there was all baloney, Mm -hmm. but it was just propaganda. But the perception was, especially around the world, here in the United States, we'd read those figures that the members of the press would repeat unquestioningly, oh yeah, the Soviet Union went up 13% this year in its production. Well, if we hear that over and over and over again, it it happened then, I guess. So (laughs) if if nobody recognizes the reality, if they just are not Mm -hmm. even allowed to say it, not even allowed to speak it, and certainly, preferably not even allowed to think it, yeah, well, it, does it really happen? It's the old right. idea, you know, does, if a tree falls in the forest and no one hears it, does it make a sound? Right. So if, if the economy collapses, but nobody thinks it did, and they say, well, it, I'm not doing too well, and my neighbor's not doing too well, and my uncle isn't doing too well, nobody I know is doing well, but look, the TV says we're doing well, I guess we're doing well. Did the <laughs> economy crash? Oh, so true. So yeah. true. Yeah, they they control your perspective by, uh, or control your re- perception by mm-hmm. controlling your perspective. Yes. Look yeah. here. Look yeah. here. Yeah, not look there. over here. Um, you know, you mentioned um, in one of your talks uh, about military uh, superiority and 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 our military in conjunction with the banking cartel, the the Federal Reserve. Um, and how these two things can coincide or hurt each other or kind of be a telltale on each other. Do you want to expand on that at all? What would we be noticing as far as military and, and the banking? Oh, you mean, oh, okay. if I understand the question correctly, it's the, it comes back to the financial yes. common component in military. wars and mm-hmm. military conquests and, and dominance. And, of course, where does the money come from uh, in the old in the old days, um, totalitarian regimes, aggressive, militarily aggressive regimes, needed to uh, tax their subjects to mm-hmm. afford the uh, the military, or the military itself uh, did plunder and mm-hmm. uh, stole resources to pay for their own way. Um, that was the old style, mm-hmm. and it, in those days, it was it was kind of limited as to what a military machine could do because there was a limit to how much they could actually plunder directly and uh, the people wouldn't voluntarily surrender more than about 30 percent of mm-hmm. their of their product before there was a rebellion or right. tax revolt so the, it, historically there was always some kind of a, a lid although it wasn't a very tight one there was always a lid on financially supporting military aggressive military operations but once the once the concept of uh, central banking came along and the legalization of the banks uh, to make money out of nothing and push it into the economy through loans, then all of a sudden the government and their partners in the central banks could work together to create money out of nothing, literally, except mm-hmm. those IOUs, those pieces of paper called bonds that sure. we were talking about, that recording was talking yes. about. So they make money out of nothing by going into debt. Once they could do that, they could bypass the taxing structure so people couldn't have a tax rebellion. Mm -hmm. And uh, the government was collecting the money for these military ventures and other things as well. I mean, don't forget the welfare and the the, uh, spreading of of the benefits to your friends and neighbors and your family, making them all rich. That's very expensive. You know, Robin Hood's men need to be fed. Right. And... uh, (laughs) <laughs> they have to drink a lot of booze they, because they're merry, right? Mm-hmm. So it's expensive to have that kind of an operation. But so once the once the system was in place that you could create money through a central bank, through, simply by uh, inventing it, <laughs> inventing it, or, or just saying it's a loan now, and uh-huh. and everybody's forced to accept it because we have these legal tender laws. We can't go to any other type of money, other mm-hmm. or else we go to prison. Well, then suddenly the lid is off. And the governments can afford any kind of uh, aggressive military operation they wish, 
unlimited. And the, the poor people at, at home don't even know they're paying for it right. because it's not their taxes. Their taxes are going to be high, and they'll grumble about that. But it's the inflation that's going to destroy them, and they don't know what – they have no idea – what inflation is and who causes it and where the money goes. They just think it goes up into heaven someplace. It yeah. just evaporates. That's so true. And we built our, our military superiority over around the world built on this nothingness, built on it being invented from error. But we were able to to build and expand and go into all of these countries and offer these IMF loans and take over some of these, yeah. these countries' governments. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's right. So it's a, it's a great Ponzi scheme, mm-hmm. and uh, actually it's more than that. It's uh, kind of a magic show because the money comes from nothing. It's yeah. just loans. Yes. And, of course, the loans can be outrageously uh, unreasonable, so, mm-hmm. uh, and that means that they'll collapse, that they won't be repaid. Right. And uh, so th- it's a boom-bust sort of thing. This is the thing that causes boom-busts in any economy. Yeah. It's because the the collapse is built in to the concept that right at the very beginning, right? It's uh, it's uh, the old idea that you know the the communists had a word for it. I think it was Lenin that said, "We will advance with uh, uh, two steps forward, one step back. Two mm. steps forward, one step back." Yeah. And it was it's a strategy that if you just go constantly, it's not as good. Be- people become alarmed because they can see that you're moving constantly in one direction yeah. right. toward them. But if you retreat now and then, ah, oh, well, it's okay now, and you relax and lower your guard, and they're not ready for the next two steps forward. I see. So it's forward, backward, forward, backward, and so forth. Mm. And uh, so that's that's all strategy that our opponents know very well. It's psychological. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's it's too bad that the average person doesn't uh, take an interest in these things because it's, it's going to affect how they live in the future. Oh, so true. We're going to come back after this break. I want to ask you about digital currency. I'd like to ask you about the USMCA treaty, Trump. Um, I'd like you to weigh in on all those things, if you would, and uh, and we'll come back. Let's let's chat more with G. Edward Griffin, uh, author of The Creature of Jekyll Island, also exposing our education system. I'd like to ask him his aha moment on all the exposing he's done. What has scared him the most? <laughs> also, be right back with G. Edward Griffin. Be right back. St. George Auto Gallery presents... Lancelot approaches! Lower the drawbridge! Whoa! My liege, Sir Lancelot returns from his quest. Silence! Sir Lancelot, what news do you have from the Southern Realm? My noble king, the people of the Southern Realm have been deceived with false deals in the automobile industry. They've been told that paying 0% interest or having no payments for 180 days is in their best interest. But sadly, the wolf hides, not in sheep's clothing, but in the sales price. This is not the St. George Auto Gallery way. I declare we will continue to save our people thousands through the greatest price in all the realm. For the best deals in all the realm, visit stgautodeals.com. Thanks for listening to The Kate Daly Show. All opinions expressed by the program participants on The Kate Daly Show are solely their own and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of St. George News Radio, KZNU, Canyon Media, or their respective parent companies or advertisers. If you'd like to comment directly, talk lines are open at 888-673-1450. That's 888-673-1450. Or you may email directly at kate at canyonmedia.net. Are you covered by Medicare or nearing Medicare eligibility? Do the different Medicare options and supplemental policies seem like alphabet soup or a high-stakes game of scramble? Relax. Let WMI Mutual Insurance Company simplify this complicated decision and save you money. WMI has been offering their commission-free Medigap policies to seniors just like you for more than 30 years. With quality insurance and affordable rates, call them today or visit WMIMedigap.com. This is a solicitation of insurance. 
Are you missing teeth or struggle with dentures? Dental implants can save you from losing your jawbone structure, help you eat normal food again, and give you your dream smile. To help serve those who need this procedure, Nubia Dental Implant Center in St. George is now offering major savings of up to $9,997 off your implant treatment now through May 31st. Lock in your savings and get the treatment after COVID-19. Go to NuviaSmiles.com forward slash radio to get your free virtual consultation and lock in your savings. Despite the swings on Wall Street, you need to make your money last in retirement. Abe Ashton breaks down how to do it Tuesday afternoons at 5 on St. George News Radio 93.1 FM and 1450 KZNU. Or connect at ashtonwealth.com. During these uncertain times, we know the importance of saving your money. Deseret First Credit Union wants to help you relieve some of that financial pressure by offering 1% cash back when you refinance your vehicle's auto loan. With rates as low as 3.14% APR and no payment for 90 days, we can help your budget today. Visit us at dfcu.com or call 801-456-7590. 801-456-7590. DFCU, you know why. We show how. Terms and conditions apply. OAC membership eligibility required. This is Dr. Red, chiropractic physician with Red River Health and Wellness. Are you suffering with fatigue, brain fog, headaches, intestinal issues, weight gain, and you haven't been able to find any answers? I've constantly been fighting with my weight and thyroid issues for more than 25 years, and none of the doctors in 25 years have ever been able to explain to me what Hashimoto's is, what it means to me, and how to manage it. Red River Health and Wellness can help you. Today, my life is like the minute I get out of bed, I hit the ground running. I'm ready to go. I want to see what today is going to bring, what adventures I'm going to have without pain and with all the energy to do everything that I want to do. Our goal is to teach you and educate you so you know how to manage your condition a lot more effectively and you know what to do and what not to do for the rest of your life. With our satisfaction guarantee, you have nothing to lose. Call Red River at 855-55-RIVER to schedule an in-depth consultation absolutely free. All appointments can be done remotely by FaceTime, Skype, or phone. Giving back is important to us here at Canyon Media. We believe we should give support to the great causes, events, and fundraisers that are important to you. The Canyon Media Gives Back program is here to support Southern Utah. If you would like one of the Canyon Media family radio stations to bring more awareness to your event or cause, please contact us. The more notice you give us, the better we can promote your event. Email us at giveback at canyonmedia.net or call 435-628-3643. And ask for Lennon, brought to you by Canyon Media Gives Back and Chick-fil-A. Listen to Perfect Health Ideas with Jacqueline Doan, Ari. Every Thursday at 5 p.m., learn how to generate your own young stem cells with no injections, no drugs, and no chemicals for better health and longevity. Thursdays at 5 p.m. on St. George News Radio, KZNU. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Daly Show special hour for you with the uh, the fantastic G. Edward Griffin. I have Uncle Milty in studio with me, uh, interviewing Ed on uh, so many different things. And I have to apologize because I I'm all over the map today because there's just so many things I want to ask him. And I so appreciate your patience with me, uh, Ed. I really do. Thank you. You're just oh, such you're a delight, my dear. It, it's not often that people ask the really tough questions, and you certainly do. Well, I I sure pre- I, I appreciate your patience. Thank you. And I, let me let me tell you, the Red Pill University, it's a must. There, there's just no other way to quantify that. It's a must. You must go there and learn from uh, Ed's group and, and what they're doing at Red Pill University and all the different uh, conferences they have coming up online and then also in person. One coming up in the fall in Jekyll Island in particular that's going to be amazing. And I really appreciate you doing these things and gathering together the speakers that you do. Um, what has scared you the most um, with all of the things you, you've exposed, what has scared you the most in regards for America and what America is supposed to stand for, what it's about, and and these things? What, what was that aha moment for you? We went, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, in all of the exposing that you've done. Well, yeah, you you told me before that you were going to ask that question, so I've had time to prepare for it, but I'm still not prepared. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think. I, I'm 
I get scared every time I discover something new, and I'm trying to think which is the most disturbing part of them all. And um, I have to say probably the most recent one. Maybe it's because of the proximity. Mm-hmm. But what has really upset me and disturbed me the most is the fact that so many Americans today and around the world, not just America, mm-hmm. are so passively accepting what is what should be to even a, a high school, a grade school kid, this Corona theater yes. is false. It's, you, don't, you, you can see it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, the, the hospitals are empty. And yeah. They're talking about the pandemic. But you can go to any hospital and you can see that they're empty. There are doctors online all over the place uh, telling us, no, this is wrong. This is, there's no pandemic. This is no, worse. this is no worse than the flu. And it's there. The evidence is there, but people are willing. Are, well, of course, I have to admit that the mainstream media is blocking most of that from them. Yes. But it still is getting out. But the people just say, oh, well, I don't know. I saw it on CB, CBS, uh, NBC. <laughs> and, and look, they showed a picture of, a, mm-hmm. of people running around in a, in, a, in a hospital. And those people had masks on and ventilators and all. And there was, it was terrible. And it, this scares me because we're coming down now to the place where people are voluntarily locking themselves into their homes, refusing to go out and talk to each other face-to-face, mm-hmm. and they're passively saying, okay, I guess I lost my job. That's okay. Somebody's going to take care of me, I suppose. Oh, yeah. They're going right. to send me some money. The government's going to send me some money. Maybe this isn't so bad because now I don't have to work, and I can watch television, and they'll send me the money. And it just seems the thing that scares me the most is how the, the mass, the majority of people are passively and, mm-hmm. and quietly accepting all of this without questioning and no pushback. That scares the daylights yeah. out of me because now I can see that maybe if this, if this isn't broken pretty soon, we've had it. Yes. Yep. This is what they want. It's no longer talking about, oh, if we don't do something, our children and our grandchildren are going to suffer. We're talking about us right now. Right, yes. right. And that, does, and that does scare me. Just like a thank you for that. Just like the populace uh, was supposed to be in control of this country, the populace will be the ones that let it go. We'll be the ones that ruin it in the end. Because we're allowing it. We're just simply going to allow well, to be trampled. Yeah, we're not doing it, but we're not resisting it. Yeah. That's the thing. And where's this power of resistance, this, this mm-hmm. indignation, this righteous indignation that I used to think was the characteristic of being an American? I don't so see true. it. That's so true. Let me get your uh, take on um, digital currency. Um, what, what are you looking at when we're, when we're looking at digital currency? The fact that the government wants to implement digital currency. Move us in that direction. Well, that statement itself uh, would have sounded outrageously uh, impossible about a year ago or mm-hmm. even six months ago. Sure. Because, as you know, the whole cryptocurrency idea was pretty much sold to the world as being, at last, it's a chance to break the grip of these terrible governments and these banksters, you know. Mm-hmm. We'll have a, a money supply that's beyond control. And everybody jumped on it. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, we knew, some of us knew, that the these banks had been already in that field long before we ever heard of it. Sure. And uh, it became obvious to me, at least, and quite a few others, that this was part of the long-range plan. Mm -hmm. Because we know that the systems, the totalitarian systems, have always wanted the elimination of cash. Right. Right. They do not want cash out there. They don't want people to make transactions without there being a, a record of it so they can be tracked. Yes. So the cashless society has always been a dream of the system. So there's nothing more cashless than a digital system. I knew it had to be of interest to them. Oh, yeah. And so what I see in answer to your question is that they're right on track. And <laughs> yes. they have convinced large segments of the population that cryptocurrency is a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. And it, it does have some conveniences, I, to be sure. But they think it's going to be a wonderful thing, and some of them still believe it's going to allow them to have privacy, <laughs> which it won't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what they don't realize, it'll be the ultimate control mechanism. Because if everything you buy and everything you transact for money mm-hmm. uh, it goes through an electronic switch, and there's somebody else that has their hand on that switch, you can be cut off. Yep. And without money, without money of any kind, you're completely dependent, like the beggar on the street, 
with a hat in your hand, sitting on the curb. Jeez. And they know hard. exactly what your yeah. favorite switches are. Right, and no anonymity <laughs> left. And so, of course, during the germ-phobic, neurotic uh, state that we've all become, the whole nation becoming vulnerable, then that means cash is dirty and can spread germs, because that's the direction we seem to be oh, going yeah, in. Oh, yeah, what a... What a and there again, can't people... Can't people use their brains? I guess not. I guess not. It's not true. It's not true. Yeah, it's it's insane. It's it's absolutely insane. But people are believing it. Uh, same with social distancing. Saying healthy people cannot transmit healthy people's anything that they don't have. It's ridiculous. Well, let me just add that uh, this money system. If you go to Red Pill University, as you were uh-huh. mentioning, you'll see yeah. one of those doctors there talking eloquently. He's he's an epidemiologist, by the way. Mm-hmm. He tracks how epidemics move and flow and what, what makes them worse and what makes them bad. And he says the worst thing you can do is stop communication. He said all yeah. uh, epidemics of this kind will run their course, and yeah. the quicker everybody catches the bug, the better off it'll be. You've got to get out there and cough on people as quickly as possible. Yep. Get the kids yep. back in school so they catch catch it and spread it so that we can put it to an end, immune Yep, immune, uh, I agree. Herd immunity will happen quicker, and you'll save lives in the long run. And so what he says, basically, what we are doing now is calculatedly designed to make it worse. Yes, and then all Americans had uh, immunity amnesia. So we all forgot we had this immune system. It's yeah. insane. Uh, let me get your uh, take on Trump. What, what has been your take even early on? I'd love to get your take on Trump. Oh, well, as I said before, <laughs> we can do a quick one. This one. Yeah, we can do a quick uh, take. First of all, I'll start by saying I don't know. I mean, yeah. Trump is, everybody understands, he's a mixed bag, isn't he? Mm-hmm. He does some good things and some very bad things. Mm-hmm. But, okay, my first, my first uh, question arise, arose that day I read that Mr. Trump, during his campaign, mm-hmm. early campaign, spent a day with Henry Kissinger. Mm-hmm. I thought, what? Wait a minute. Right? Kissinger is the Rockefeller mouthpiece. Why would he spend a day with Henry Kissinger? I puzzled over that. Mm-hmm. And then I remembered he told us why. Because he always told us in the beginning of the campaign, he said, you should vote for me because I'm a deal maker. Mm-hmm. He said, I make mm-hmm. deals. I can work with anybody. Right. I'll get it done. He was telling us that he had no principles. He worked with anybody. The job was to get it done. He was a deal maker. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, maybe he went to make a deal with Mr. Kissinger. Right. So I just put that aside. And then I remembered that one of the lessons I've learned over the years, especially in studying the Federal Reserve System, is that our opponents make the best progress with controlled opposition. They control their own opposition. Mm-hmm. The Federal Reserve was sold by bankers in disguise, they were they were telling people, "Oh, uh, oh, this this Federal Reserve Act is going to be bad for America. It's going to be bad for business." These are the bankers themselves who wrote the bill, yeah. saying that. Yes. and so they knew that by the time that it got out there, where the people said, "Oh, the bankers don't like it very much," uh, it must be pretty good. <laughs> it's yeah. true. They did that. They did that. And they did that. They uh-huh. did that. And they always mm-hmm. the, the the strongest weapon. In the modern world, political weapon is to control your own opposition. People forget that. Just because somebody says, ah, I'm all for the Constitution, and they go, Ray, Ray, you're the guy that says he's for the Constitution, mm-hmm. when they think he's their man, but they don't realize that he may not be their man at all. Yeah. People don't think that way. They may look at the, at the game of football. They have... They have plans of deception. There's a Statue of Liberty play. You're trying to confuse your opponent. You look like you're doing one thing when, in Mm -hmm. fact, you're doing the other. Wake up, people. This is a strategy. This is a strategy on the football field. It's a strategy in warfare. It's a strategy in politics. I love that answer. At this point, is the answer found in Washington at all to save America? Can Can it be found in Washington? I don't think it can be found in Washington, but I, ha- I think it has to be delivered to Washington. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, th- that place is, oh, there are a lot of good people, don't get me wrong. There are a lot of good people, and I know many of them mm-hmm. that have to work in that soup, and they mm-hmm. hate it. And they'll, they'll tell you things that you, you just make you, make you blush to hear about what's going on there, sure. and they don't like it. So it's not just everybody in Washington, but I'm telling you at the control centers, at the communication centers, it's tough. And so you're not going to find a solution there, mm-hmm. but we will find it outside of Washington. We've got to we've got to challenge the system. We've got to we've got to replace those names on those on those doors. 
because most of them are compromised beyond measure. Yeah. We've see. got to get interested in taking charge and getting people who have no axe to grind except liberty into mm-hmm. office and replace them. So it has to happen in Washington, right. but we find it at home. As you have been inspiring so many people with all of the exposés and really your life dedication to this work, who has inspired you? Who's your heroes? Who are your oh, heroes? I have a lot of heroes. Uh, that's, a, that's a good question. You asked some good ones. Well, my thank you. <laughs> uh, my, my mind went tick, 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 tick. And I remember way back in the beginning, my yeah. first hero was Dan Smoot. And probably really? most people have never heard of the yeah. Dan Smoot report. But he was a guy that used to work for the FBI, and he quit because he was fed up with what he saw. And he started to do research and reporting, and he made 16-millimeter films mm. and uh, came out of Texas someplace. And, and they printed a report uh, every, every uh, I think, every week. Hmm. I have a garage full of them, by the way, if anybody wants to read some old Dan Smoot reports. Yes. I love the, I love the way Dan Smoot was so analytical. He huh. cut to the point. You know, he always started, had a beginning, a middle, and an end. What and he time had documentation. Frame? I thought, gee, I'd like to be like that someday. Dan I love was that. What, what, of, Ed, what time frame was he in? What, what, what era? Oh, he, in the 50s. The 50s? 60s. Okay. Okay. Who else? Yeah. Who, who else inspired you? Well, I think um, I have to say that uh, Robert Welch did. I, I did a, his biography, by yes. the way. Oh, yes. Now, in, case, yeah. in case your listeners don't know, Robert Welch was the founder of the, of the uh, John Burt Society. Yes. Uh, that shocks a lot of people because they think, what, those kooks? Those are a bunch of radicals or nuts, you know? Mm-hmm. I know that's the image that's out there. It's wrong, like so many other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Welch was quite a, quite a guy. He, was, he graduated from a university at 14, if you can believe that. Wow. And he was one of these genius kids. And he grew up to be a, a genius and a leader, deep, deep thinker, historian, philosopher. I learned a lot from him. Um, I won't go into details because sure. I wrote a whole book on that. The oh, yeah. Words. Get the Robert book. <laughs> but, yeah, he, he got me thinking, you know, about uh, the long view of history. Mm-hmm. I remember he, he kept saying, well, this isn't going to be turned around by the next election, you know. And I used to get so mad. Right, I, right. In, in my mind, I was thinking, uh, Mr. Welch, no, that, no, it's got to be turned around by the next election. <laughs> you old fogies, get out of the way. You right, know? right. Get me in there. I'll do it. <laughs> I love well, it. Now, I love the now zeal. Now that I've gotten a few more years, I realize, yeah, we didn't lose our liberties in one election. Right. It took several generations, and it's going to take several generations to recapture them. Yes. And a lot of cunning. It took a lot of cunning for them to do this, and well-laid plans. Do you agree? <laughs> Yes, I do agree. A lot of mm. strategy. And that controlled opposition is one of their favorite strategies, by the way. Yes. I, 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 you know, it, it's, it's like a professional wrestling match. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, both of those guys are professionals, right? Right. And, and they, it's, quite, it's quite often the case that they agree ahead of time who's going to win. Hmm. Yeah, it, I'd it, love it, this. You know, the, the guy, the guy with the black tights and the, right. the mean guy with the yes, scar yeah. on his face <laughs> and the wild hairdo, maybe yes. the swastika on his <laughs> chest. And then the other guy, he's wearing red, white, and blue. Yes. And he's blonde. And yes. He's got blue eyes, you know. Uh, and who's going to win? You know who's going to yes, win. Yes, of course. It's but, the game is fixed. G. Edward Griffith. I but love now, this. The point is, nobody's going to sit there and pay a ticket to watch the game unless they slam the heck out of each other. Oh, that's true. G. Edward Griffin, we're out of time. Thank you so much. I loved this. And thank you. Be faithful. Be fearless. See you back here tomorrow. Hi guys, it's Andrew with Wasatch Medical Clinic. Erectile dysfunction is a serious subject that plagues a lot of men. The good news is that we can fix the problem without any medication, injections, or surgery. Wasatch Medical is open, and we're here for you. We're following all CDC guidelines. We're even taking your temperature at the door to make sure all of our patients are safe and healthy. Our technology is clinically proven to eliminate ED affordably and quickly with zero side effects. If you're struggling with ED and want a long-lasting fix, call us right now. We're running an unprecedented special, never before offered. We'll give you the initial medical exam, assessment, and blood flow ultrasound totally free. That's a $300 value. Additionally, if you call us now and come